Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is VSIN Prime Time. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here is Tim Murray. Two hundred and thirteen days until the Kansas City Chiefs will open up the 2024 NFL season at home yet again because the Kansas City Chiefs, as we all know, are once again the Super Bowl champions. That gentleman right there, Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, first round pick. I am Tim Murray Pritch, like Freddy Krueger or Jason (laughs) Voorhees, you got to kill him. If you're going to take down the giant, the villain, however you want to define yeah. them, it felt like the 49ers had every opportunity yesterday. And when you were at halftime, 10 to 3, you felt like, man, it's only 10 to 3. Then the man who had not thrown a turnover worthy play all off or postseason throws a pick and they do nothing with it. They muff a fumble, they uh, muff a punt. A lot of things just can't. Put him away, and lo and behold, Patrick Mahomes does it again. Third MVP, third Super Bowl crown, and the Kansas City Chiefs are the kings yet again. Yeah, you know who the real Jason or Freddy Krueger is, is um, um, your boy Trent Dilfer, (laughs) because he had a profound statement, and you know what it is. You can't win games in NFL if you lose, something to that effect, right? Uh, and that holds true to a lot of cases in a lot of cases. It certainly holds true uh, when you're talking about a Super Bowl. Uh, it holds true for me when I'm betting these games, right? I like who's, gonna, who's capable, who's more capable of losing the game more so than who's more capable of winning. Uh, and if you look at the 49ers, if you look at certain key positions, uh, there was some uh, cases to be had out there to where this team could possibly lose the game, even on the sideline. Even there's been evidence from Kyle Shanahan that, okay, wait a minute, I'm not the best at managing a game sometimes, right? Uh, and then on the other side, Kansas City, they're the ultimate team uh, in terms of the National Football League and knowing how to win, knowing how to turn it up, knowing how to play better, know how, knowing what's at stake, knowing when you need to make, make crucial plays. 
Uh, and that's what we saw play out in the Super Bowl. 25 to 22, a score-agami. Anyone out there uh, put that bet in? That would have been a nice ticket to have. We will uh, go through some of our bet regrets, some of our best bets, all the fun stuff as the hour goes on. Look, it's 6 o'clock in the East. People have had over 20-plus hours to digest what went on, so we'll give a, try to give it a little bit of a different spin here and you know, certainly touch different points of the game, Pritch. You know, what jumped out to you most, yeah. but... I want to look at it this way real quickly because we'll, we'll talk to our good friend, you know, Rob Stats Guerrera in hour two, but the San Francisco 49ers at DraftKings opened up for next year as the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They closed the season as the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, they did not win yesterday, losing in overtime. For Kyle Shanahan, he's gone to two Super Bowls as a head coach. They've had a double-digit lead in both of those Super Bowls. And there's, I'm sure, a sickness inside for just a couple plays. And, you know, you played in the NFL. I'm sure you had a couple moments that you still think back to. Sure. You think back to whether it's should be all on him or not. The fact of the matter is the 28-3 blown lead, for some reason, doesn't fall on Dan Quinn. and more so falls on Kyle Shanahan, even though he was the offense coordinator and not the head coach. Mm-hmm. My question to you, Pritch, as you look at this San Francisco 49ers team, they're not expected to lose a ton in free agency. They bring back what seems to be a bulk of, of their pieces. Can you trust Kyle Shanahan? He's starting to get that can't-win-the-big-game uh, mantra. Whether it's fair or not, he's going to have to ultimately slay some sort of dragon in order to get that <laughs> you know proverbial monkey off his back. Well, here's what's going on. I mean, uh, I, I watched John Elway lose three Super Bowls in a row uh, yep. out there in Colorado. Certainly, I was in school at the time, but you still saw the guy lose three Super Bowls in a row, even though, not in a row, but he lost yep. three Super Bowls. Three in two, row, in yeah. row, two in a row, two in a row. But it's like, you know, the monkey off your back. You know, Steve Young, I mean, famous for that, back when they won the Super Bowl in 94. It is hard to win a championship. <laughs> and, you know, I think... When we're betting these games, we think of it as completely different, right? Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, for Kyle, yeah, absolutely, the monkey's on his back, and absolutely, he has to prove not only to um, his his players but to himself that he can coach a great game. And, and not all the time are you coaching a great game. Andy Reid didn't coach a great game until the second half, um, and we can go over that stuff, but. You know, Kyle, he's going to have a, a great roster again. I think Brock Purdy is going to be better than he was this past season. But the thing is, is can Kyle understand how to differentiate between regular season and postseason? Uh, and not a lot of coaches understand that. You know, do, do you got to, these championship coaches or these Hall of Fame coaches, they understand how different postseason is from regular season. Whereas, you know, you can see some carryover from Kyle uh, with some of the stuff that he's running that, okay, this is a regular season. Everybody's prepared for you. Uh, and I think for Kyle, too, is a trust factor with uh, his quarterback. Uh, a few years ago, he saw Jimmy Garoppolo yep. overthrow Emmanuel Sanders for a touchdown. That would have submitted the Super Bowl. Probably yep. got a victory. This is what Kyle's wrestling with. He, pour, he called up the perfect play call with Debo. But what happened to Brock Purdy? He threw, overthrew him. Yep. That touchdown right there was critical. Right, And so those moments right there are haunting Kyle Shanahan more so than the other parts of the game, more so than even overtime. Uh, it's the fact that, okay, I can call the perfect play at the perfect time, and we can't execute it. So 
if you're at home and there were very few of you, I was one of them, who had San Francisco, <laughs> and there were plenty of opportunities to get off of it, to get on the other side. Mike Palm would be shaking his finger at me right now for not monetizing my bet. Mm. Uh, but I got a little stubborn, so uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on in the hour. But if you were either a Niners fan, had a Niners ticket, whatever it may have been, what is the moment, or you're Kyle Shanahan, or you're whoever on the San Francisco 49ers, mm. Pritch, you know, you think about just the mistakes that San Francisco had. Moving the ball at will on the first drive. Right. Christian McCaffrey, inexplicably, he never fumbles. Right. Coughs the ball up. Defense stands on its head yet again. Um, you know, you think about the the muff punt, you know, right out of the gates, they get the interception. They go three and out. First six plays of offense in the second half, all pass plays. Didn't get the ball into the hands of Christian McCaffrey. The block extra point. The not knowing the overtime rules and taking the ball instead of deferring, whether that was the right move or not. Is there a moment, in your opinion, from last night that is the one that just is the most painful, the one that they won't be able to, to sleep easy for the next however many weeks? Well, there's several. I mean, the overthrow pass to Debo, I just yep. outla- I played that one out. Um, that one for sure. Um you know, Kyle, he's going to wrestle with overtime, even though he uh, has an excuse for it, which, uh, you look, who knows what happens in overtime. If they lose the toss, then Kansas City's probably going to say, look, you guys take the ball anyway. Yep. Um, they so, said that. They yeah. said they were going to defer. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So um, I think what stands out to me the most, uh, and I think what's going to stand out to these players, um, and not the mistakes. I mean, you got those new balls, too, and, yeah, it's inexcusable to fumble the rock that way. Uh, but there were some opportunities for 49ers just to cement the game away, make some plays, yep. and, and get get rid of it. Uh, a missed block at the line of scrimmage that rushed to throw when you had Jennings wide open on the juke route. I've ran that route many times to get open on on third yeah. and short, or and even the, in the red that was zone. The overtime play, right? Sure, yeah. And Chris yeah. Jones is untouched, right? He's untouched. I mean, he had a miss Simon at the line of scrimmage right. with that. So, but you, you I, I think from a betting perspective, not putting it all on Kyle. Now Kyle will do that. Uh, but it's the other side. It's the opposition. I would put more credit on the sideline of Kansas City than take credit away from Kyle because if Spags, if there was, an, if there was a Hall of Fame for assistant coaches, he'd be first in line because of what he's done to Brady, what he's done to a lot of teams as a defensive coordinator, and certainly uh, what he did to the 49ers and some of these looks. And I know you mentioned – uh, not running the ball to start the second half, but there was a good reason. I mean, yeah. they, they were crowding the line of scrimmage, right? And at some point, you have to have your quarterback throw the ball. Uh, at some point, though, if you're Kyle, you got to be creative to open up the field to let him diagnose and, and see things clearly. And I don't think Kyle did a good job of doing that. And to your point, uh, I'll add that in, too. I, th- I think he's going to regret that. Eric Eager going to come up in just a little bit. To the victor. Patrick Mahomes, look, everywhere you look, it's all about when are we going to discuss the GOAT and all of that. Yeah. Look, we don't do that on VEASAN. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about betting. We talk about Patrick Mahomes and, and, and what do we do moving forward with this, you know, with this team. He's now 10-3 and three straight up yeah. as an underdog. Yeah. Four straight wins. Uh, you look, last year's Super Bowl, three games this postseason. And I saw this stat, and this is just wild, and it gives you just a little bit of uh, – a little bit more respect, in my opinion, of Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. The last four touchdowns the Chiefs scored in the Super Bowl. So last year and then this year, they only scored two touchdowns. Nicole Hardman, 
Marquez Valdez Scantling, right. Sky Moore, <laughs> Kadarius Tony. Okay. Who are we missing? We're hey, missing. We're missing Isaiah Pacheco. Sure. I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes did score the first touchdown, but these are the last four touchdowns that the Chiefs scored in Super Bowl. So the last two against the, the Eagles, and then the only two that they had. No Travis Kelsey, even though he got it going there in the second half in an overtime. But I mean, you you see the play, the final play. Yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey's looking at the screen and saying. Game over. Right. I mean, he knew exactly. So Patrick Mahomes is is on another level, and you know, there's it's hard to quantify, especially in the gambling space, the, the yeah. clutch gene. The dude's got it. Well, and, and when he got the ball, I knew I was toast. Yeah, the level that he's on <laughs> is the level that you need to align yourself with as a better, I yeah, think. Right? So yeah, the reason why I was able to cash that ticket uh and several others <laughs> with Kansas City is because in critical moments, if this game was going to come down to a handful of plays, who are you going to trust the most? Uh, it's going to be this guy. And we, I can quantify what this guy means. It's so much different um, than, than three points that, that I think the general public would look at. But now he is an incredible, incredible player. Needed to drive that stake deep in his heart. <laughs> Can't kill him. Eric Eager joins us next. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. Look at that. Patrick Mahomes is at Disneyland. Nice. Not that that's not what I'm talking about. VSIN.com. We've got a new pretty website. Fresh new look, enhanced navigation. NFL in the rear view, but still got plenty of gambling insight for you. College basketball, NBA best bets from Jonathan Von Tobel and 
always some NFL content as well from Adam Burke. So check it out, vcin.com, new and improved. Alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Tim Murray. You know, I give Patrick Mahomes some credit. I would think after last night, I'd be doing this interview with some sunglasses on. Uh, but, he's been uh, there, done that, though. But, uh, yeah, he, he knows. <laughs> he knows how to... He knows how to mask it as he's got uh, the Magic Kingdom uh, in the background there. So, uh, you know, third time around for Patrick Mahomes bringing the kiddos to uh, to Disneyland. And, well, some people, uh, they listened to a lot of the experts on VSIN last night or uh, all week long. Had a little extra cash in their pocket. Maybe they bring the family pritch to, uh, to Disneyland. Not so much for me. We're going to the dollar menu tonight after, uh, after this past week. But let's bring in Eric Eager who was hanging out with us in studio last week, which was awesome to see E in person. He and his boss, Thomas Dimitrov, as well. So always uh, always great there. E, inside that chest of yours, it's a heart that pumps red for both your blood and those Kansas City Chiefs. So third time's the charm uh, yet again for Patrick Mahomes. You know, obviously a lot of the discussion is is regarding, hey, where is Andy Reid now amongst the greats of all time, Patrick Mahomes, et cetera. But looking ahead and the roster construction, is this Chiefs team, I don't want to say just getting started, but is it fair to say they're not going anywhere? Yeah, I would say that when you look at a team that traded Tyree Kill, probably the best wide receiver in all of football, uh, they let Orlando Brown walk. They Played the long game with Chris Jones. Kind of they held the line with him. Um, I don't think it was a team that was desperate to win the last two Super Bowls. And they won them anyway. Uh, about $25 million in cap space coming up. Uh, they have a, a decent amount of room where they can maneuver things as far as Mahomes' contract, uh, Joe Tooney's contract, Kelsey's contract. Uh, I think that they're just getting started. They drafted eight starters on their defense in the last three drafts. Six in the 2022 draft, the draft where they got five picks for Tyree Kill. Um, that defense was the real reason that they were even in that game. 63 points combined the, into- the entire playoffs. And then, of course, Patrick Mahomes took them home. I-, I think that this is a team that is built to last. I don't necessarily know if if it's a lock that they're going to win multiple Super Bowls after this, but I would just say they weren't necessarily building their roster to win the Super Bowl th- these last two years, despite the fact that they did. Contrast that with San Francisco, who's over the cap now going into the 2024 offseason, has a bunch of players kind of on big deals already. I I think that this was their game to win. And I think for them, they probably feel a little bit of regret that they didn't get home. Yeah, you know, Eric, uh, I think we might have seen San Francisco's best shot, even though I think, you know, their roster is loaded and and, uh, they just got to tweak it a little bit. But on the other side with Kansas City, um, they have the blueprint. You know, and, and I think as a better, just understand that they have the blueprint. Uh, Andy Reid, even when he was in Philly, had the blueprint. He understood that certainly when he was in Green Bay uh, as an assistant. Uh, the difference is in, in terms of what's going on in the success is not Donovan McNabb. It's not Alex Smith. It's, it's this guy, Patrick Mahomes, that is just incredible. And so if you have that blueprint, like, why would you fight it? I guess if you're a better out there. Well, I think the reason you invite it, and this is so crazy, that this is such a good question, because the Patriots in, under the Brady-Belichick regime, they were covering the number no matter what week of the year it was. Week one, week two, week three, 
you know, wherever you were in the regular season or postseason, they were outperforming models. If you were betting against the Patriots during their dynasty, you were losing money. The Chiefs contrast that uh, from the middle of 2020. So the middle of their, their second out of uh, uh, five or four, sorry, I'm sorry, Super Bowl appearances, they've been well under 500 against the spread, especially against the regular season. And so the, the hard part about them is, they're truly like LeBron Cavs, like in the sense of they turn it on in the playoffs and almost underperform in the regular season. So then when you get to the postseason, you know, this year they were three times an underdog on the road in the postseason. Last year they were an underdog uh, in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. They were an underdog to the open against Cincinnati in the AFC championship game. They closed favorites once Mahomes was was the starter. But it's it's a weird calculus because it's not like it's they're not the same team in the regular season. They do kind of underperform uh, in weeks one through 18, but in the postseason, it just seems like Patrick Holmes is at another gear going 15 and three uh, in his first 18 starts and, you know, and doing such a good job as an underdog, which they never are in the regular season. Uh, and so when they get to the postseason, it's just different expectations and you get a different Patrick Mahomes. Eric Eager, Sumer sports joining us here on Prime primetime. He, is, does great content over there. Thomas Dimitrov, former Atlanta Falcons GM, is uh, is the the head honcho there. He joined us in studio uh, last week, which was a lot of fun. So let's flip over to the other sideline, and and I'm curious your take on Kyle Shanahan. He's only 44 years old, and now he's been to his second Super Bowl as a head coach. If you include his time as the offensive coordinator under uh, Thomas Dimitrov's reign there in Atlanta, it was his third time, and. Thomas Dimitrov said to us in studio when I asked him point blank, "Do does Kyle Shanahan get this one?" He looked at me and he said, "He better." And of course, he did not. So, where are you on Kyle Shanahan? Because I know the hot takes are flying out. You know, he can't win the big one, so on and so forth. But he could look across the sideline, and you could almost say something similarly to Andy about Andy Reid when he was in Philadelphia. Ah, can't win the big one. He gets to Kansas City, and now he's won three. Yeah, and even within Kansas City, he got that great quarterback, yeah. and that was when he started to win. He was kind of a, a really good coach from a, a results perspective with McNabb, as Mike said, and with uh, Alex Smith, but it just it, you take it over the top. And the Niners wanted this, right? They they traded up to the third pick in 2021 to take Trey Lance. That was the blueprint. They, they did that because Patrick Mahomes came down from 10 behind in 2019, and other than these two playoff games the preceding this one, their quarterbacks have been unable to do that. I think that this might be a situation where, you know, you've seen some of the greats. Tony Dungy had to go to Indianapolis after Tampa Bay. Uh, John Gruden had to go to Tampa Bay after Oakland. Uh, Andy Reid had to go to Kansas City after Philadelphia, to your point. Don Shula, although he was successful in, in Baltimore, went to uh, uh, the Miami Dolphins to have his ultimate success. Oftentimes, these coaches both their teams and them need a change of scenery. I think it'd be bonkers if the 49ers moved on from him, but I think you have to start asking the question. And and a lot of times you, you think about that Tampa Bay team that John Gruden took to the Super Bowl in 2002. It was an aging, older roster with a bunch of players who needed to win. And sometimes the messaging gets stale. It wasn't that Gruden was a better coach than Dungy. I think far from it, as, as the evidence would suggest. It was just a different message that hit at the right time. And I think if the Niners were ever to make a change, the guy that comes in for Shanahan, it's not a better coach than Kyle in all likelihood. But the message might be different. And 
to a lot of the things that were said, you know, for example, a lot of the Niners players didn't even know what the overtime rules were. Is his message getting more stale? That that's kind of the question I have, because again, he's a 10 out of 10 in so many different ways. But in this NFL, as Mike could tell you, like as a player, it's more complicated than just playing with the best schemer. You have to have motivation scheme. You have to have a message be fresh. And again, it's hard to argue with with Shanahan's results eight and two in the playoffs outside the Super Bowl, which is the best of all time of, of a guy who's never won a Super Bowl. But does that message get stale uh, if if they continue to get to the doorstep without actually winning the thing? Yeah, Erica, you know it's fa- fascinating because Mike, uh, Mike, his dad is the same way. Like he lost Super Bowls with Elway as an assistant coach, right? Uh, and it goes to San Francisco, comes back. Okay, with Elway, I can win back to back Super Bowls. Do you think? looking at next year that the 49ers will go out and still try to find that type of quarterback or or will they stick with Brock Purdy and see if they can get the job done that way? Well, it's so hard because they have five non-quarterbacks that are making over 20 million against the cap, another three or four guys making in that 15 to 20 range, and then Purdy's making under a million. It's going to be really hard for them to acquire a veteran quarterback that's going to give them more than what Purdy's given them without getting rid of the roster that has made them so good. Trent Williams, you know, Debo, Brandon Ayuk is on the final year of his contract. So I I just don't, I think that Purdy is their quarterback, uh, at least for the next year, just because of how the finances are. And that's really, I guess, I guess where, why yesterday's game was so important for them, which which is their roster's aging. They don't have a ton of resources to kind of turn it over. And so they're in kind of the sticky wicket where they need to they need to make some changes, but I don't know if the changes they're going to make are going to make them better. At Eric Eager underscore Sumer Sports, make sure you give them a follow wherever you get your content. And before we know it, E, we're breaking down the NFL draft. So we will be talking to you, no doubt, in the near future. Can't wait. Take care, guys. There he is, Eric Eager. Great stuff from him. Yeah. And uh, I still. I mean, it only happened a week ago, but Thomas Dimitrov, look at me and go, he better. He didn't get there. Only 44, though. Only 44. That's Mike Pritchard. I'm Tim Murray. Best bets and woulda, coulda, shoulda when it comes to Super Bowl 58. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. A betting edge on college basketball. Woohoo, baby. The VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. Subscribe today. Get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vsin.com for those exclusive betting split breakdowns for every game. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only. 999vsin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Tim Murray. It is VEASAN primetime. You know, a lot I want to continue to digest about yesterday. And and I don't, I, I want this to come across. I'm not knocking the Chiefs. I'm just, look, it's six o'clock in the East, man. Like you've already heard everything I think there is to be said. So I'm trying to look at this a little bit differently. Right. We were going through it. Last segment, Pritch, and we're going to get to some woulda, coulda, shouldas from the betting standpoint. Some uh, pats on the back, some frustrations, some, eh, we were just dead wrong. Uh, those types of things here momentarily. But you were showing me a couple clips, and it's a really good 
this is why I love doing content with you, Pritch, because I think to the pass in the second quarter from Brock Purdy, and you just showed me the breakdown of it, where Purdy steps up, throws a ball to, to Debo, and Trent McDuffie knocks it down. And when when I was watching this from my couch and, and many of you, great, great defense by Trent McDuffie. You slowed it down and broke it down a little bit, and you, you kind of pointed out, this is why Kyle Shanahan is probably a little bit frustrated because all in all, Brock Purdy played well yesterday, right? right? Didn't play bad. Didn't I thought he was above average, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't spectacular, but plays like that, in your opinion, is why Kyle Shanahan might just be a little bit frustrated uh, with everything that has unfolded. Right, because you asked uh, an excellent question in terms of what's going to keep Kyle up at night. And um, I think... You know, when you go over the game, and certainly you game plan a game, and, and you think you got a solid and, and a, a Super Bowl winning game plan, it's all about execution. And, and what we know of San Francisco is they've been on the search for quarterback mm-hmm. for a number of years. It's not about the roster, it's about the quarterback. And you're right, I think for Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy played great, but Brock Purdy's not great, right? Yeah. We saw greatness on the other side. That's yeah. what we saw. Uh, and I think in these games, when you're trying to win a Super Bowl, you need somebody like that, or you need somebody that can play above board. Uh, and that play I showed you, and a lot of people refer to it the same way, like, okay, that was a great play yeah. by McDuffie. But look how late, how deep Debo was in the end zone, right? I don't know who puts a ball, uh, drops a ball in a bucket that deep in the end zone, especially when you're uh, around the 50-yard line. They were in plus territory. You can tell that was a play that they worked on and they dialed up. They had the formation, they had the motion, they had the coverage that they wanted. Debo actually had a step on McDuffie. But when you look at the breakdown of it, the timing was off because there was some pressure uh, up the middle. But what did Brock do? Instead of just sliding and hitting that back foot and launching that ball because you know your receiver had a, a step, he slid and then he hitched three times. And when you do that, that throws the timing and the rhythm off the route, right? And it throws the timing off the throw. Uh, and you have to be absolutely perfect. Uh, at least you have to have a strong enough arm to gun that ball in there. And P- Brock doesn't have that. But you can think about other quarterbacks, like Kyle can think about other quarterbacks that maybe could make that throw. Yeah. Right. And, and so th- when you look at differences between, okay, why did Kansas City win? Yeah, they got some good bounces. They got some lucky bounces. But in the end, it was all about playmaking ability. It was all about uh, the ability of, of number 15. So I, I asked Eric Eager that question in terms of, you know, can they go out and look around and, and certainly try to find uh, somebody that can elevate that position? I, I think the 49ers are still on a quest for that. Uh, now, I don't know what they can do with their salary cap, uh, but if you're going to keep Kyle as your play caller, as your head coach, I, I think Kyle wants somebody much like his dad had uh, when he was able to win uh, Super Bowls finally. Yeah, and and look, I, I was in D.C. when the Shanahans were there. Mike was the head coach. Kyle was the offensive coordinator. They drafted uh, Robert Griffin III. They had some flashes in 2012. Uh, the, the injury unfolded there, but quietly they really liked what they had gotten in the fourth round in Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And, you know, they've, they've, when Kyle got the job in, in San Francisco, they tried to acquire Kirk Cousins. Now, coming off the injury, salary cap wise, you've got a super cheap quarterback in Brock Purdy, you know, but. It'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds here. But uh, for for Kyle Shanahan, um, two straight 
Super Bowls as a head coach, double-digit leads, and uh, unable to uh, unable to put the Kansas City Chiefs away. All right, real quickly before we get to uh, a little recap, some a little fun to have, and we'll carry this over with our, our guest uh, Femi Abebefe and colleague here on the other side. Uh, I do have one play, pretty short card uh, tonight in college basketball. Getting the worst of the number. That's always the tricky part about giving out plays uh, before these games tip off. But I am going to roll with Texas Tech. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit off air tonight. So you can get as low as three uh, if you have access to Circa. Um, if you want to go money line, uh, it's getting a little juicy. So I'm not going to, you know, recommend giving out a minus 160 money line play. I'm on the money line in this game, was able to play it overnight. Um, but I think for Texas Tech, very important spot for them at home uh, against Kansas. Kansas coming off a pretty nice win. Uh, looks like, you know, Kevin McCuller will be out again. Uh, for Kansas. So uh, I will take the Red Raiders at home here tonight. Uh, see if we can get that three. Circus still showing a three out there. So uh, I'll be on Texas Tech against Kansas as uh, road games for Big 12 teams outside of Houston have been a nightmare so far. So uh, a little play here tonight. We'll roll with the Red Raiders at home in an important spot here on uh, Big Monday. That game kept tipping off at 9 o'clock Eastern. All right, let's get to this because I, I always uh, – Look back, and, and once again, the football season's over, Pritch, so we're, we don't want to relive it too much, but mm-hmm. so many bets were out there. So um, as you look back, you want to give that pat on your back. What was the right read for you? Because that was the tricky part, and I think for our listeners sometimes it's tricky. We spend two weeks breaking this game down. Right, so right. many great opinions are out there, and you got to decipher. All right, which one did I like the most? Okay, what was the right read? I played it. Cash that ticket. So for you, Pritch, I know you're on the Chiefs, so yes. there you go. Easy enough. I was but, all uh, over the Chiefs. There you go. <laughs> I mean, never in doubt. Uh, the, the simplest answer is normally the right answer for me, especially when it comes to betting. My journey here at VSIN and, and, and the betting world as a former player has been so interesting and eye opening. But uh, when I keep it simple, uh, it seems to work out for me. And uh, there was a number out there, you know. Two and a half. I didn't do that, but certainly got to two. And I'm like, okay, I, I got to make, make sure that I can have two possessions here with a teaser. So I, that's the first play I had. I had a teaser uh, with Kansas City, and I teased up the total to play it under. Okay. Right? Even though Peyton Manning's out there saying we're going to get a lot of scoring and a lot of offense. And <laughs> I just didn't believe there. There's too many playmakers on the defensive side of the ball for both teams. As we got closer to the game, uh, and I saw the market kind of – fluctuating and moving a little bit. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I'm i not a handicapper, but I just kept getting to Kansas City on the money line. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then I kept getting to even uh, catching the points with Kansas City. I talked about that last week, um, certainly, uh, uh, you know, on the Lombardi line and other shows I was on. But then I'm thinking I might be overloaded on Kansas City. So what I did to monetize like Mike Palm talks about yes, more so than hedge. But I think as a better, you have to be hedged. Um, I took every playmaker on the San Francisco 49ers offense and I played any time touchdown. All of them. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. But obviously, you know, you want to put more on, on others and, and less on, on others as well. But Jennings, I hit him. Nice. Uh, plus 700. Uh, so it, it to me, I was balanced and I was hedged, and I felt great about that whole position. So um, my betting result was fantastic. I mean, I, I think I had the right read. I had twenty-four to twenty-one, 
in our betting guide. And nice. I know a lot of other people did too. And what was the final score? It was 25-22. Yeah. So it was right there. It was a field goal game. There was so much familiarity too that I looked at it as a divisional game uh, and from, a, from the very beginning for the jump. And then you just go from there. And it played out to where Patrick Mahomes was going to win the game. I just didn't pull the trigger uh, on the MVP, though. I, I should have done that. So for me, and we'll, we'll carry this over to Femi, so right read for me, and I got, I, I'll say a little fortunate. Obviously, the game lands 47. Yeah. Uh, all week, it was 47 and a half. And I was pretty convinced we were going to get 48. And I'm sitting there on Sunday, and I was just, I'm like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And then I was sitting there, Pritch, and I said, huh, Circa just went to 47. And I saw a couple offshore shops go to 47. I'm like, all right, I can't mess around anymore. So I, I fired in on 47 and a half. Yeah. The one that still frustrates me is that as I was sitting there, I fired on an alt-under. Okay. Under 41 and a half, Pritch. Two to one. Man, what, 10 to three at halftime? Feeling great. Yeah. Until it wasn't. Overtime, <laughs> do me. Multiple times yesterday. We won't get into what Wichita State did to me early on in the day. What went right? What went wrong? From a betting standpoint, our colleague Femi Abebefe joins us next. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. Steaks, you'll fall. Whoop, that's the wrong read. Hold on. I do like Omaha steaks, though. 
Oh, there we go. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to 1000 bucks in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSIP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Well, you want to ride with me on Texas Tech? Throw a couple couple bucks down, and if it loses, boom, no sweat bet. There you go. You either win with Texas Tech or you get your free money back. That's Mike Pritchard, NFL wide receiver. I am Tim Murray, and a man who might be on an island somewhere drinking some pina coladas after the awards Thursday came home for him with all the victories. It is Femi Abebefe who joins us right now. Let me just say, oh, he's not. Oh, disappointing. I was just... I was waiting for like that blue screen of you to have some some island <laughs> yeah. there with a with a nice tropical drink in your hand there, Femi Abebefe. But he's just back grinding. All right, we were just having a little fun um, of the kind of woulda, shoulda, couldas. So um, bet regret. I'll give you mine real quickly. So mm-hmm. early on in the week, guys, Kyle Uschek was someone I'm like, oh, I just remember the Super Bowl and all that. And then I got talked off of it. And it was, look, it was my own doing, but I was like, I don't know. The juice was getting really high on him anytime catch. Yeah. It was like minus 165, minus 170. You looked at it, he only had 17 total targets the entire year. Yeah. So there we go. First play of, of the game for San Francisco. Roll out, get Kyle Juszczyk the ball. I'm like, well, that would have been the easiest cash ever, and I talked myself off of it. So was there anything, Femi, as we kind of went through it, and, and that's a tricky part about the Super Bowl, right? You talk mm-hmm. to so many people. There's so many differing opinions. There's so many prop bets. Anything jump out to you from a bet regret standpoint that you just didn't pull the trigger on for yesterday's game? Ooh, n- nothing that I didn't pull the trigger on. I would say maybe, maybe like, a, like obviously like a McCaffrey anytime. I mean, those, that, but the, the price is so big on that. Right. So it's, I don't really feel like I have any sort of FOMO or anything like that. I think the one that really kind of, disappointed me just with how it sort of played out though was probably Super Bowl MVP because I think through three quarters of the game everyone was asking hey like who's gonna win this thing yeah and and that was sort of my handicap of like trying to fade Patrick Mahomes of saying hey like this is not just one-to-one if the Chiefs win Mahomes has to win it could play out in a game that plays a little bit more lower scoring a little bit more of a slog and we saw that through three quarters then the fourth quarter in overtime happened and then you see the greatness of Patrick Mahomes to where it's like I'm holding Kelsey and Rasheed Rice and <laughs> and Pacheco and I'm just like all right I mean the, the, Mahomes is just the goat I guess and he's just gonna go ahead and win it and he earned it I mean 300 plus yards two touchdowns uh, obviously the game-winning TD pass to McCole Hardman so I would say that's the one where like I feel like I feel like we kind of got the game that was needed to beat Mahomes in that market, but unfortunately he wins nonetheless as he uh, gets his third Super Bowl MVP. You know, Femi, I, I knew that um, San Francisco, you were able to cash some tickets throughout the year and uh, some big ones at that too, if I, re- if I recall correctly. I, you were, were you on Kansas City or were you on San Francisco in this game? I went with the Chiefs. Okay, you know, yeah. and this was like right, yeah, right after the AFC title game. I said, "Hey, I'm I'm betting the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not gonna let Patrick Mahomes beat me because I faded them uh, against the Buffalo Bills. I faded them with the Baltimore Ravens. Now I bet them with Miami, so that worked out pretty well. So I was kind of two for two betting the Chiefs this postseason. But I just figured in a Super Bowl matchup, whether they played the Niners or the Lions, I was gonna like Kansas City quite a bit just because of what Mahomes does in big games. I mean, he hadn't played like that great in the playoffs, but we saw yesterday, the guy just comes up in the big spots. And I think that's kind of the lesson that I learned kind of going forward here for when you have like these kind of 
transcendent talents, these great, great players, the Tiger Woods is in his prime, the Brady's, the LeBron's, the Jordan's. When you have those guys in the peak of their powers and the primes of their career, honestly, in these big games, I guess the pro tip is don't try to be a hero and fade them. Like honestly, just like rather just pass the game or bet on them because I don't want my money against Patrick Mahomes. I feel like if you were on the Niners, you see that fourth quarter in overtime happening. You're just like holding on for dear life saying, Oh my goodness. Did I really bet against Patrick Mahomes? And that was a spot that I didn't want to really be on in this game. So luckily the chiefs were able to get home for me. Like they did, they didn't have to win. I mean, the ball was bouncing all over the place, happened to bounce their way, but once again, in those tight spots, Mahomes just gets it done. Right, and that's the reason why I asked because you know I know that you had some some good bets on San Francisco, and we've talked about this uh, when I worked with you on Lombardi Line in terms of why you like that bet and that side, and so to take the opposite side of that team uh, that you had high thoughts about it is fascinating because it goes into I guess what I'm doing as a better Femi, uh, and that's like if I put all this data uh, into a computer. And it spits out Kansas City. The human in me, am I still going to go with that or am I going to try to outthink it? Like I think a lot of times for two weeks or whatever, people outthink all this data and all this information that you get, even though it's staring you right in the face, even though the computer told you to take Kansas City. So I was just curious uh, how you got to that side. Well, it's funny because it's, it's it's a little bit of the opposite for me. Like, like I try to make numbers throughout the season. I think I use like the 18-week data that we get. And all of those numbers suggest the 49ers were actually the side. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I, I, I thought the 49ers, probably two and a half point favorites, was a fair number. It ended up closing, I think, was one and a half or two in the market. And I think consistently throughout the postseason, especially in the divisional round against Buffalo and the championship game against the Ravens, it was to spitting out the other side to fade Kansas City. And I went with that. But in the Super Bowl, I just felt like, okay, like, am I really going to go ahead and just stick strictly with the numbers of the full sample size? Because, I mean, this whole year, everyone's talking about how Kansas City is a little bit down. This is not the year for the Chiefs. I mean, we all saw them lose to the Raiders on Christmas Day. Like the full season data told you that Baltimore was better. It told you that Buffalo was better. It told you that San Francisco was better than Kansas City. But I think in the postseason, in these like do or die sort of games, you kind of have to throw the data out a little bit, not all the way, but you have to do a little bit of kind of the art that goes with the science, not just the science. You kind of have to little ha- have a little bit of a, I guess, art that goes with it. So that's kind of why I land on the Kansas City Chiefs. I just sort of ignored the numbers that I had and I said, you know what? Mahomes, I can't account for him in my numbers. Like there's something that he's doing and there's something that this Chiefs team is doing, not just Mahomes as a whole, the Chiefs team and the job that they did on defense as well, that we just cannot account for. And they're just outperforming expectations as they won once again as an underdog. Femi Abebefe, co-host of the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, also all over the network uh, as well, joining us here on VSIN Primetime. Look, if Dre Greenlaw doesn't blow out his Achilles, who knows what the final score is. I mean, there's so many yeah. what-ifs, but look, you guys made the right bet because you had Patrick Mahomes on your side. And uh, and uh, as I opened the show with, you know, when you've got a chance to to put the stake into the heart of of Jason or Freddy Krueger or whoever it may be, you got to do it because yeah, they're just going to come back and they're going to yep. come back and get you. And that's uh, ultimately what happened. So flipping over to the other side uh, and, you know, the early betting market shows you that San Francisco is the favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. Loaded roster, salary cap's going to be a little bit tricky. But after what we just saw and some very questionable decisions, Patrick Mahomes just, you know, said on ESPN that they were going to go for two if 
San Francisco mm-hmm. scored, so it kind of rebuts what Kyle Shanahan said post game, which said, "Well, we would have got the possession for a third time." It's like, no, you wouldn't no. have because the game would have no. ended there. Do you have your reservations on Kyle Shanahan, or do you still believe overall that Shanahan is one of the better coaches and still can get it done? Yeah, I still believe in Kyle Shanahan. You know, like the, the three guys that he ran up on in the Super Bowl, like when he was the offensive coordinator with the Falcons, he ran up on Tom Brady, who right now is the greatest of all time. And then the other two Super Bowls as head coach of the 49ers, he's ran up against Patrick Mahomes, who might take that torch from Tom Brady when his career is all said and done. It just happens to be that this 49ers team has been great at the wrong time in history, to be quite honest. Like, like the price right now for the Niners being the favorites makes sense on the surface. Like I think that's way too short of a price to bet in February when you're not going to cash this ticket literally for like another 360 some odd days. So I wouldn't really entertain that, but I do believe Shanahan it's more of a, of a, of when and not an if for him winning a Super Bowl. He's way too good of a head coach and they win way too many games, whether it's with the Niners or it's with somebody else. I think Kyle Shanahan has the goods to get it done just because he's proven time and time again with Jimmy Garoppolo, with Brock Purdy, taking those two guys to the Super Bowl. Like that's really impressive. So I still have faith in Shanahan to ultimately get it done. I mean, think about Andy Reid in Philadelphia. And we had these questions about Andy Reid. Can he win the big game? He went to Kansas City. He finally got his quarterback of his liking. And now he's a three-time Super Bowl champion. So Kyle Shanahan's still very young, still a whole career left for him. I think he ultimately gets it done. It's just a matter of when and not if. I'm going to have to examine Femi's uh, process for futures. Yeah. This guy is on fire man, last year. Man, uh, Anytime you want to reveal that process, just let us know. Yeah, hey, hey, it's a long offseason, man. We start churning already. I got the 2024 tabs already open. Let's go. There we go. There he is. Femi Abebefe. All right, go enjoy uh, enjoy some tropical drink somewhere with all those winnings from the futures market. There he is. Femi Abebefe. Catch him and Michael Lombardi on the GM Shuffle wherever you get your podcast. Hour one in the books here as uh, we take a look back at Super Bowl 58 and uh, much more to get to on the other side. That's Mike Pritchard. I'm Tim Murray. It is VSIN primetime on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <laughs> 